development cooperation is being challenged. People question whether development works. There are people in the development community who have a rich experience that provides answers to the critical questions the society raises. But their knowledge is tacit. It is only available to themselves and perhaps a narrow circle of their colleagues. Knowledge must be accessible. It is our responsibility as development practitioners to tell the story of our work. With me is Dr. Duncan Green, who is a senior strategic advisor for Oxfam and professor in practice in international development at the London School of Economics. He is author of How Change Happens and From Poverty to Power. And most importantly, he is an avid blogger. Zenebe Uraguchi, who is program manager of the regional program Reconomy and a practitioner of knowledge management, learning, and communication. He is a development economist with multi-country experience in Asia, North America, Eastern Europe, and Africa. He is the author of a blog on inclusive systems. And Masha Scholl, who is responsible for global communications and regional communications in Eastern Europe. She has been working as a communication coordinator for environmental and development organizations since 2005. Uh, Duncan, why should a development practitioner blog about their work? Uh, or what made you decide to blog? Uh, what was the driving force behind? Um, I'll take the second question first. So I stumbled upon blogging by accident. I published a book back in 2008 called From Poverty to Power, and we set up a blog to just promote the book um, called with the same name. Um, and then it rapidly, I realized that this was what I've been looking for all these years. It's a way of writing on a much more casual way, more direct interaction. Um, you get feedback and you get more readers than you do with books, I'm sad to say. So, um, uh, so it was kind of a accidental discovery, which Oxfam, to its credit, was willing to let me run with. So, yeah, they, they, they also saw that this was working in terms of audience and uh, feedback. And so I went to blogging five times a week. I mean, every day, every working day, uh, which can be a bit of a strain, but um, that way you build up an audience. And, and I just started to really enjoy the style. It's much more relaxed and casual than writing pompous academic papers and that kind of thing. In terms of why you should blog, I think there's instrumental reasons and personal reasons. So instrumentally, if you've got something to say, if you've written a paper or a book, or if you just have an idea, or even just a good graph, blogging is a great way to get it out into the social media stream, and it then gets picked up on Twitter or you know, Instagram or whatever else. So you know, the, the, the research from the World Bank says that, you know, um, blogging increase, uh, about a paper, uh, massively increases the downloads and citations right and then some blogs you know the really well-known ones like Freakonomics where if you get one mentioned on that it's equivalent to three years of abstracts and citations you know it's extraordinary it can really increase pickup so that's the instrumental part but the personal part is 
it's a lot of fun, right? I mean, so if you like writing, if you like communicating, it's a it's a more disintermediate, it's a more direct way of talking to people. Um, you can test out ideas, get feedback, see what people are interested in, what people think is rubbish. You can consult the hive minds, you know, you can get rapid advice from people who know more about a sub subject than you do. Um, it's very good. At, it's a very good way to hone your narrative, your elevator pitch. So if you've got a particular thing which you're working on, you can test out. Uh, it's a bit like giving PowerPoints, actually, same sort of thing. That you, It helps you test, sharpen up your narrative. Um, it's good for networking and profile if, you, um, yeah, if you're thinking about careers. I like the way it makes you think harder. So if you're reading something and you know you're going to blog about it, you have to go all the way to this is what I think about this paper or this conversation. If you aren't going to blog about it, it's very easy to just drop off just before the end and say, okay, I've read that, I've got the idea. And then nothing sticks. But if you know you've got to review that book, then you really think harder about the book. Finally, you get free copies of books, um, review copies, which is always a big plus because they cost a lot. Uh, could you explain how should one blog about their work? I do a kind of standard presentation because a few people come and ask for advice on blogging. And, uh, and I think one of the things is you have to unlearn what they taught you in university. Right? So you have to unlearn that particular way of writing, which universities teach you. And you have to learn to write like you talk. And that is actually really hard for people. I always assumed that people would find that easy, but actually... People find that really traumatic at first. Um, so to write in that casual conversational way. Um, don't take too long. People who take a day over a blog, the blog is usually really boring. People who dash something off in an hour or half an hour and then polish it much better. So I've got, you know, I, I, I do a standard presentation on 10 ways to write a blog in under an hour. Like a PowerPoint is basically a blog, right? I mean, it's the same number of words, same pro same purpose, same, you know, uh, getting a narrative through. Uh, an interesting conversation is a blog. Something you read which you just want to summarize and spin and say, this is why I think this is interesting, that's a blog. So don't make it too difficult for yourself. You know, enjoy it and find easy ways to blog. Uh, what is blogging all about, Zenebet? Uh, what are some of the reasons why development practitioners should blog even if they are not writers? Okay, you have two questions in one, Sabin, there. First, what is blogging? Uh, and second, why development practitioners should should blog? Um, blogging for me is, is a diary or conversational story that, that contains, you know, um, regularly updated content about uh, one or or multiple topics. Um, the, the term is short for weblog, which means to log information on on a website, which eventually uh, becomes a, becomes a, like kind of a blog. Um, blogs emerged from online diaries or writings in in the mid nineties. Um, at that time. Uh, internet users were um, already running personal web pages where they, they, they published you know, regular updates about their personal lives, uh, thoughts, and, and social uh, commentary. Um, 
now we have not only you know, written stories, we have also vlogs. You do uh, the inclusive plug uh, vlogging in the form of you know short videos, podcasts in the form of digital audio files, and 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 so on. Mm. The point here is, one doesn't need to write, but 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 to also come up with stories in in the form of videos or audios, even drawings and pictures to tell to tell stories. So, coming to to your second question about the reason for blogging by uh, development practitioners or others, um, I see three ba ba three kind of broader reasons for or, or explanations. Uh, the first one is it's personal. This may include, for example, ex expressing oneself or sharing passions or, or knowledge. Um, it can also be refining writing skills or building a professional network and and earning you know more exposure uh, in terms of job opportunities for example so that's the first uh, the first reason the second reason is economical um, blogging is is becoming more commercially organized um, as specialist companies and individuals are increasingly investing in ways to commercialize their, their writing. Some, some may argue that the golden age of blogging has passed. This partially was due to endless choices of um, social media networks, quick video apps, and, and the continuing you know, attention loss. Um, yet I, I still believe that there is a reasonable economic benefits gained from from blogging or, or vlogging. Uh, the third reason is uh, this instrumental angle going beyond you know, the personal and, and economic reasons, which I have just mentioned earlier. What does this mean? Um, you have organizations and individuals uh, committed to a social cause or value, and um, they seek to use blogging or vlogging to, to reach out to, to their audience. Um, a good example is brand ambassadorship that many non-governmental organizations are increasingly using. So in this sense, I invite people you know, to check out the, the inclusive plug episode number 10 on, on the same subject where I had a conversation with two of my colleagues about, about this topic. So I would, I would say that these are the main kind of three reasons why uh, development practitioners or others uh, uh, blog or vlog. What made you decide to blog? Is it about the style which is much more relaxed and not like writing pompous academic papers? A very good question, Sabin. Um, to answer this question, I go back to your first question, uh, why people uh, or development practitioners blog and then link my response to this question. I blog for, for, for two reasons. Um, one is personal and another one is institutional. Personally, blogging is, is, is fun, but it's, it's not easy, it's hard. I blog because it's, it's a chance for me to, to share my personal lessons, ideas with others. Um, I blog because it's the most effective form of communication publication, if I'm not exaggerating. Of course, I don't consider myself, nor do I really consider myself as, as a blogger. 
I just see myself as a curious individual um, and I like to share what I have learned. When, when I document, I also reflect. I think the same applies to others. If we can write what we have in our mind, we know that we understand it. Internal reflection is, is a great side benefit of, of writing and, and hence I, I, I blog and I write things. At the institutional level, there are a number of people in, in the development community, in, including like in, in Helvetas, who have um, rich experience uh, that can provide you know, answers to uh, a number of critical questions that, that society faces. But the, the challenge is that the knowledge is tacit, that it's, it's in our mind, it's not documented, it's not accessible. So it is just available to themselves and perhaps a narrow circle of colleagues or very few individuals have you know, access to, to that kind of knowledge. Therefore, I think as part of an institution like Helvetas, knowledge must be accessible and it's our responsibility to tell the story of our work. And then blogging is, I think, one of the most interesting and, and, and effective way of, of, of communicating. Um, what I have learned is that we should start at the small manageable level, start with one paragraph, slip over it, then rewrite it, um, write the next one. Someday, maybe we will have a great text, um, but what I would like to emphasize here is blogging is not only about writing paragraphs after paragraphs. You can also have a chat with, with a colleague or a partner on, on a, topic, a topic that that we might find exciting. We can record it on our phone and edit it a little bit and then just your blog post is ready. So, so in this sense, my, my favorite book is by William Zinser on, on writing well. He says that writing is difficult, writing is lonely, writing is boring. Um, he doesn't want to build uh, wrong expectations. For that, he proposes you know, four key principles that I would like to, to emphasize. Clarity, simplicity, brevity, and humanity. Humanity meaning writing is a human expression. And in, indeed, I mean, to translate these principles into something practical is easier, than, easier said, said, said than done. But the advice that William Zinser gives us is that the key to writing very well is rewriting. So I think these are, these are the key points that I would like to emphasize in responding to, to your question. Uh, if a development practitioner wants to block uh, what should be their first step, Masha? When we write uh, a blog post, we always start by thinking about the topic. Um, but here, uh, the question is whether we choose the topic from our own perspective or from the reader's perspective. Of course, if you are writing a post just for a narrow circle of your colleagues and partners, then it's uh, uh, probably what interests you also interests them. Uh, but if you write a blog post about your project that you're really proud of, it might not be interesting to people who have never heard about your project, are not involved in it, and don't have a reason to be 
proud of it. So if you are aiming for a wider audience of development professionals, and even more so if you're aiming for the broad public, then you should think about what interests them, what needs could you meet with your blog post. Um, and when it comes to blog posts, I would say that uh, there are two most common needs that it can meet. Uh, one most straightforward one is uh, the need to solve a problem, for example, a work problem. Um, let's say a lot of development professionals who strive to achieve systemic change in their projects, they have a problem uh, reporting these results, measuring these results for the donor. Uh, for example, they instead of trying to give access to education to a specific number of young people, they try to change the whole educational system and they don't know how to measure that result, how to reflect their efforts. And then uh, you have uh, an idea for a solution from your project. Then you can write a blog post about that solution using your project as an example. But the topic is not your project. The topic is the solution that can help a lot of development professionals. Uh, another um, need that you can meet with your uh, blog post is curiosity. Uh, it might not uh, give a specific solution to a development professional, but curiosity is such a strong uh, uh, drive behind all human development uh, that each one of us uh, will be immediately interested if we see information that is novel, unusual. Um, just to spark the reader's curiosity with something that is really exciting and new, uh, especially if it is related to their work. Uh, but um, then it's important to uh, actually start with that information um, to spark their curiosity so that they continue to read on. Uh, what other mistakes do development practitioners typically make when starting uh, to blog? One um, most common one that I've encountered is trying to write, uh, to write about everything in the blog post. So uh, let's say you chose a topic uh, that satisfies a specific need. For example, you write a blog post about interesting data that your climate change uh, project collected. And that data can be useful to all development professionals, especially those who work uh, in climate change. Uh, but then uh, the author tries to write, for example, to prove in his post that climate, addressing climate change is important. Uh, but uh, probably your target audience are the development professionals uh, more than 95% of them already agree with you that climate change is important. So you are just stating the obvious and uh, um, this makes your blog post uh, uh, boring because there are already millions of resources saying exactly the same thing. You are preaching to the choir. And um, sometimes, often I get asked, well, how long should be the blog post? And I would say that um, there, there is no length requirement. There are no length requirements. The important thing is that you keep the reader's interest. And of course, it's more difficult to keep the reader's interest for a long time. But if you have, as long as you have interesting novel information, keep writing. The, I, I doubt that uh, most writers would have enough interesting information to keep the reader's attention for half an hour. But if you do, then uh, go ahead. Um, but don't include information that is already obvious um, uh, to the reader. That is uh, not, just include those exciting novel relevant uh, things in the blog post. It's not a book, it's not the research paper. The important thing is not to describe everything, but only tell the new um, novel innovative things that you're writing about. And it's especially important to start with these things um, because if you lose the reader in the first paragraph, obviously they will not read the blog post to the end. 
Some of the questions we explored in this episode are why should a developer and practitioner invest their time in writing and how to write well? Well, thank you for watching another round of Inclusive Blog powered by Reconomy. This was Sabine, a communication manager at Reconomy, a program of the Swedish International Development Cooperation Agency, implemented by Helvetas in 12 countries in Eastern Europe, South Caucasus, and the Western Balkans. Thank you for tuning in and see you soon.